K-A-L-W. The new public health order that we're announcing will require San Franciscans to remain at home with exceptions only for essential outings. These measures will be disruptive to -to day-to-day life, but there is no need to panic. It's been over 11 weeks since the Bay Area's shelter-in-place order went into effect, and this week, many have started leaving their homes to protest another pandemic. So we continue to check in with a mix of people to hear how they're dealing with these extraordinary times. This is Day by Day, KALW's Quarantine Diaries, Episode 11. It's day 73 of quarantine. Hi, I'm Hannah. I recently graduated high school. I don't know about you guys, but lately my all my social media accounts have been flooded with various posts about the Black Lives Matter movement. I think like the positive side to quarantine and just staying at home is it limits what you're able to do and it gives you like a lot of time to just really think about our privilege and act upon it you know, pass around petitions, have conversations with parents and friends about um, these sorts of issues online. Hi, it is day 74 of Shelter in Place. My name is Lakeisha Daniela Thomas. I am at Oscar Grant Plaza, where there are possibly thousands of protesters protesting the unjust killing of George Floyd by the murderous racist cop in Minnesota. I just recently moved back to Oakland actually and never in a million years would I think that this would be my invitation into the city. This is sort of like a party that I didn't want to be invited to although I want to stand in solidarity with others. Um, I'm not really concerned about catching COVID-19. There's always a bit of concern in the back of my mind, however. Um, Hello there. There's there's somebody walking by on the horse with a Black Lives Matter sign. Had to say hi to the horsey. But people are doing a really good job of social distancing. It's unfortunate that we have to meet up like this. This is nothing new. I've been to plenty of protests of unjust killings of black people. Sad but true. Um, I feel powerless actually. Um, I heard that he was only charged with third-degree murder. That's probably nothing. He'll probably get off with time served. I hate to be so pessimistic, but I've seen how this justice system is when it concerns black people. Okay, today is day 74. I'm a shift manager at a grocery store in Sacramento. I got kind of sucked into a social media rabbit hole waking up this morning with with everything that's going on in Minnesota today. 
um, I, I don't know. I, You know, my, uh, my daughter, who's five, um, you know, I'm, I'm black, my wife's black, uh, we're both biracial, and our daughter's pretty light-skinned, but, but I think, you know, she's starting to understand, you know, I'm sure she understands more than I know, um, you know, she saw me getting sucked into this, she asked what I was doing on the computer, and... I was trying to be honest with her. I tried to be honest with her as much as possible. But, you know, told her that a, a white police officer killed a black man and there are, are people that are really angry about it. And I'm really angry about it. Um, and... You know, black parents have some extra stuff we got to deal with. And, of course, it's for everybody to deal with. Like, this... The poison of racism is for everybody to deal with. You know? It's not for black people to solve. Um, but we're the ones who have to live with it in our bodies. Hi, I'm Ariel D'Andrea. And I am an artist out of Vallejo, California, and it is day 75 of Shelter in Place. I have plans to go to a vigil for George Floyd today at 1 p.m. at um, Vallejo City Hall. And I'm working with another woman here in Vallejo, um, and we decided that we're going to start a sort of small activist book club with the focus on white people self-educating to be better allies. The idea is is that it'll have like an activist spin to it so we'll also encourage each other and work together to write letters, make phone calls, um, research what the Vallejo Police Department is doing in terms of de-escalation and sensitivity training and body cams and accountability. You know, Vallejo Police Department has a history of being really violent. My name is Walter Peranto, and I'm a staff member at one of the smaller soup kitchens in San Francisco. And today is day 76. One thing that's driving me a little crazy is how sweaty my beard gets under the mask. <laughs> so I shouldn't really, I feel like I, there's so many problems in the world right now, I should not be talking about how sweaty my beard gets. Um, <laughs> so it almost feels uh, inappropriate. Um, the current protests that are happening right now, truthfully, that weighs on my mind by far more right now than the virus does. And there is something very artificial about saying this is day 76 of the quarantine when, like, in my head, we should be starting from, like, this is day five or day six of the protests because that's the overriding concern. 
every single night for the last 76 days, I, uh, in bed, I go to Wikipedia and I look at the number of Americans that died that day of the coronavirus. And I've done that every single night without missing a day until two nights ago where I was reading about the protests all night long and about the police violence. I was reading about that. And I woke up the next morning and I realized like, oh, I didn't actually check to see how many people the coronavirus killed yesterday because I was too busy reading about the new news item, the new very old news item. Today is day 76 and yeah, today's Sunday and the world's burning. Um, yeah, there have been protests going on for several days now. Uh, today, um, is the last day of our quote unquote hazard pay, uh, which is whopping $2 extra per hour. Uh, yeah, I mean the George Floyd shit, um, um, you know, part of me is, you know, at a point of just numbness. Um, like, I, I did, I cried for Trayvon Martin, and I cried for Eric Garner and Mike Brown, um, Philando Castile, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice. Um, yeah, like, I, initially with this, you know, like, I, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, like, those names that are just names in the last week or two, you know, um... Yeah, I definitely have reached a point of being numb um, with police and just innocent black people getting killed. My name is Chosong Tenzin. I'm an incoming senior at Oakland Tech, and today is day 77 of Sheltering in Place. I've been seeing a lot of people I know who are in love with a black culture that are staying silent at the moment and kind of ignoring what's going on right now, which is crazy because how can you ignore it? And there are also people who are kind of calling people out that they know who have said racist remarks where they're like, oh, I see you posting prom pics or like graduation pictures, but now you don't want to post um, news or information about how you can help. And I honestly don't know how to feel about that. I feel like pushing people who don't genuinely care about what's going on is kind of encouraging this performative activism where they feel pressured to post and be a part of what everyone else is doing when they don't actually believe in what they're posting. It's more they don't want to be left out or they don't want to be called out. I'm ready 
to attend this uh, protest in Oakland. Um, I've packed a bag um, with a first aid kit, some water bottles, extra masks, bandana, cloth, extra t-shirt, just items that I need to have with me, my ID of course, and a little bit of cash. Um, yeah, that's what I'm bringing with me to uh, the protest today. Today is day 77. Today is day one of the curfew here in Sacramento. We, we shut our store down at 7 o'clock, uh, stopped letting customers into the store at 6.30. I'm standing here at a boarded-up Target. I can see the helicopters circling downtown from here. Um, at our store, we've already been shutting down an hour early from our normal hours due to coronavirus. Uh, but then with the curfew that got instituted tonight, uh, we shut down another hour early. You know, clearly right now I'm in violation of curfew. Um, but I guess if somebody stops me, I'll say I'm press. Um, yeah, you know, like I don't think actually, so I was going to say that I don't think that it's likely that our store will get looted tonight. Um, our store. I, anyways, I don't think it's likely that Jeff Bezos' store will get looted tonight. Um, but in the little shopping center where our store is located, I guess that last night a jewelry store got vandalized. Yeah. Three helicopters and one plane circling downtown Sacramento right now. It's now day 78. How do I feel today? I can't breathe. As a black American woman serving as a peace officer, I am tormented. Now, four days after this horrible police encounter, I'm witnessing the destruction of property. Deja vu. This is insane. It's like a reenactment of the 1962 Watts riots. Because being black is like a crime. They follow me when I'm shopping in stores based on their profile of a shoplifter. They follow me in certain neighborhoods because it seems like race out of place. The answer and essence of me wearing so many bracelets and chains around my arms, my legs, and my neck. When I hear them cling, it's a reminder of my ancestors. America, why don't you treat me right? America, why do you treat me like this? May I please breathe? I don't matter. Well, let me say this to you. Black lives matter. And let me say this to you. My life matters. And right now, I feel like I can't breathe. Today is day 78. Coronavirus is and continues to be a magnifying um, force of the underlying systemic 
discrepancies that exist in our society, in our healthcare system, and in our justice system. People of color are more likely to contract coronavirus and are more likely to experience severe symptoms with coronavirus because they have poor access to healthcare. So in the midst of this global pandemic, you have people taking to the streets, putting their lives at risk because they know that this is a matter of life and death. They know that this issue is worth protesting over. It doesn't matter whether or not they contract coronavirus or not. The system does not serve them and will not serve them now or in the near future if something dramatic doesn't change. And for me, should I focus on healthcare, which is what I've currently been doing? Is that enough? I don't know. I'm Alice Wong. I am a disabled person who's been working from home for years. As a person who's a ventilator user and at high risk of dying from COVID-19, I remain legit scared as everyone is hella ready for the lifting of restrictions. Seeing photos of so many folks in public not social distancing makes me think about who gets to be safe in our society. I don't feel safe. There are black people risking their lives right now, protesting against injustice and systemic racism because they don't feel safe. Even before the pandemic, black, brown, indigenous, older, and disabled people never had the luxury of feeling safe in a society that doesn't see or value us. Is it any wonder that our communities are the ones suffering the most? yet expected to be acceptable losses in the effort to restart the economy? Safety feels like both an illusion and a privilege for the very few. But it doesn't have to be. So today is June 2nd. It's about the 79th day of quarantine, shelter in place, Hi, my name is Rosie Chavez. I'm an organizer with Silicon Valley Debug, also an activist for my nephew, Jacob Dominguez, who was brutally executed, murdered on September 15, 2017 by the San Jose Police Department's Covert Response Unit. Now, when I first heard or actually seen the George Floyd incident, I was watching it and I couldn't seem to get away from it. And it really, really was sad to see him there crying and basically out that he couldn't breathe. And I mean, to hear George Floyd actually cry out to his mama, that was heart-wrenching. It was heart-wrenching because in my own mind, in my own mind, I thought, oh my God, what was my nephew thinking when he had an AR-15 pointed at him? What was he thinking? What was he going through? 
What was his last thoughts? Did he cry out for his mom? Did he cry out for his wife? Did he cry out for his kids? It was like, it brought all those emotions back. That was just too hard to take in. All this did was bring up everything. Brought up a lot of raw emotions. Anger. Hurt. Frustration. That nothing's changing. So nothing's changing in this world. Nothing's changing across America. We're still getting killed. That hurts. Especially when you're an impacted family and you know, you truly know what it feels like. There is no justice, there is no peace. Those were the voices and opinions of Hannah Nee, Joshua Sorotiak, Lakeisha Daniela Thomas, Ariel D'Andrea, Walter Peranto, Chosong Tenzin, Yolanda Williams, Lorenzia Wuryastami, Alice Wong, and Rosie Chavez. Day by Day is edited and produced by Gabe Graben, Angela Johnston, and David Boyer, with production help this week from Christopher Agusa. Special thanks to Holly J. McDee, Joshua Sorotiak, Sarah Lai Sterland, and Andrew Stelzer. Thanks for listening. For KLW, I'm Hannah Baba. <laughs>